Hey guys, welcome back to Next Level Health and Kryptonite, where we discuss, you know, all things health. You guys know I'm a health nut and cryptocurrency, which you guys know I have become very heavily involved with in the past year, year and a half. Now, I'm pretty excited today. I have a special guest on the show, a, a, a budding star in the industry of crypto. I, I genuinely believe that. Uh, his name is Seth. And let me just give you a quick backstory of how I met Seth and what we're going to actually talk about on the show today. I'm going to be picking his brain about some really cool things he is putting together. So I was a youth leader at a church back in California. Loved it. If any of you boys are listening to this podcast right now, big shout out to you guys. I literally love you guys so much. I freaking miss the crap out of you. And you guys are like my little brothers, you know, for those of you that don't know, I'm the only child in my family, right? So, or not the only child, sorry. I am the baby of my family. So I've never had any younger siblings ever. I've always been the baby, right? So I think being a youth leader gave me the opportunity to be an older brother, to have little bros that I could look after and help mentor and who were youthful and just want to play basketball and play sports all day. And and uh, I love that. So literally, you know, it's brought me so much joy to do that um, in Sacramento. So shout out to you. Shout out to you boys. If you're listening, I miss you guys a ton. You guys are awesome. Anyway, so I actually met Seth because he was a uh, teenager there at, 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 at church. And shockingly, because as someone in crypto, you don't really meet very many people who are in crypto. It's very rare. And when you do find those people, you like cling to them. You're like, oh my gosh, you know about cryptocurrency? Yes, we can talk. We can talk about this thing that I study like all day long, but I don't get to talk about with anybody. It's, it's, it's so good. I've had a couple of people in my life who, you know, happen to know about it. And like, literally we just, every time we see each other, we just, we talk about it because it's, we've all, we've, we've all we've got, you know, we don't have a lot of other people to talk to about it. So it was really cool. I met, met Seth here and Seth was like, into crypto. And I'm like, whoa, that's kind of, that's kind of wild. You know, most 16 year olds, you know, don't really care about that, let alone, you know, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's something that's so new that not even teenagers are into yet, which, which is crazy. And he also talked about how he was starting his own NFT project. And at that time I had like just barely gotten into NFTs, just barely. So I didn't really know anything about I've heard about people starting NFT projects and it is, it is a technical thing, guys. This is to use crypto right now. It is not user-friendly for the masses. It is not, it is technical. It is, you have to manage wallets and passphrases and you, and wallet keys. You have to interact with dApps. You have to know permissions, signing your wallet. You've got to use gas. It, it is a complicated thing. I will not lie. The vast majority of people are not going to use it yet because it's just not there yet as far as just how people use the internet today, which is so simple, right? Initial stages of the internet, it was really difficult to use and only the most technological savvy people were using it. Seeing the exact same thing here in cryptocurrency, the very tech savvy people know how to use it. So it was very su surprising as a 16-year-old Starting his own NFT project, knowing the technical skills that that takes uh, was pretty mind-blowing to me. And so we connected right away, and I have since kept in touch with him. And he is now his project. I won't talk about it too much. I'll let him talk about it in a second. Um, but Seth, thank you for being on the show today. Um, first, I just want to say, you know, introduce yourself. Say hi to the audience out there. And I'd just love to hear, you know, a minute or two. Just tell us about kind of yourself and what's going on in your life right now. Cool. Thank you, Tim. Uh, 
My name is Seth. I'm 16 years old from California, and I'm starting an NFT project. I've been working on it for like, you know, six to eight months now. And we're like, we're launching this Friday. So we've come quite a long ways. But uh, as far as just me in general, if you hear me in a professional setting or in a professional space, you'll probably hear me just refer to myself as uh, Comedic Silver or like my brand name. But um, for me in general, I I got into crypto probably two years ago when whenever it was like three months before Dogecoin really spiked and went really high. It was like when Dogecoin was at like, I don't know, uh, probably a, a tenth of a cent or something like that. And I really, really wanted to buy into this thing, but I knew absolutely nothing. I remember uh, signing up for a custodial account for stocks and then trying to buy cryptocurrency in a stock account because I just knew absolutely mm. nothing. Was it, was it Robinhood that you used? No, Robinhood doesn't do custodial accounts. I used uh, I used Charles Schwab, so they don't even do cryptocurrency there. So it was like really difficult. So I eventually what I had to do because I couldn't buy crypto there is I for about like one to two months, I just tried like every single thing possible. And I was like, I wasn't able to get any Dogecoin until after it had already spiked just because it's uh, so complicated for miners or just new people in general to get cryptocurrency mm. uh my friend as well he my friend almost made like fifteen thousand dollars because he he was like trying to buy in at the right time and he was like trying to like convince his parents to let him do it but his parents wouldn't let him do it so like wasn't able to get all that <laughs> all the money but i mean he's done pretty well for himself now so it's yeah. it's cool <laughs> your friend you're referring to is he the one who has the the zero beings nft project is that you're referring to is this someone else uh no this is someone else uh that guy that's like a that's uh he's an older guy this mm. friend that i'm referring to is a kid from school he's like probably 16 or 15 right now so yeah dang dude i i i like i can understand a parent who probably has no idea what cryptocurrency even is i can understand why they said no even if like that's so crazy to me that like a 16 year old or 14, two years ago, so maybe he's only 14, right? Like mm -hmm. could see that coming. Yeah. And like the parents thinking like they're doing a smart thing by saying no. And like, they don't know about this. And like, he could have made such a killing on it. Like it just, it just, it's just such a sign of like how early cryptocurrency is and how new it is, you know, to have mm -hmm. that kind of story, you know, that's, that is sad, but funny at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And like, if it, I'm really glad, like I kept in touch with him because it was just like, we were just playing video games over quarantine and stuff. And he would casually, like, we'd be talking about whatever he'd casually bring up, like, oh, he made a Bitcoin trade that made him like, he made, he turned a hundred dollars or turned $10 into a hundred bucks or something. He was just talking about it casually. And then I just started to ask more questions. Like, what is the stuff? And he like, what is cryptocurrency? Uh, and he sent me over like some videos and I just watched that stuff. And like uh, him and I, like we haven't probably talked for like, I don't know, a few months now, but if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be in this space or at least not uh, in NFTs right now. So, yeah. That's so cool. Uh, he's, he was already, so he was 14 years old and he was already trading Bitcoin. Oh yeah. He was doing no way. whatever, Probably somewhat illegal stuff too, because I don't know how he got it as a minor, but yeah.
There's Definitely. no way unless he was using a one of the the non KYC exchanges to to yeah. trade. Wow, yeah. that's so. That's a he must be that must be a smart kid like a very like to be able to, to be trading crypto at 14. Mm-hmm. You got to be smart, man. You got to be. That's great. I, it's funny. Let me. Show, I just want to share my quick sort of crypto origin story too that you you mentioned yours. I remember. I still remember the day I was actually out line dancing. My uh-huh. line dancing bar in Sac, and I remember uh, we had invited uh, this other church that uh, we would go to sometimes with like their young adult group. We invited a bunch of them out to come hang out and line dance, and so I remember sitting down and chatting with one of the guys that I had like connected with at church the previous week, and he was a big you know weightlifter guy like me. So we immediately connected, talking about like you know what strength routines we were going to do or blah blah blah. And I remember just sitting there, and he was talking about like yeah, you know, I was like, what do you do for work? And he's like, oh, I trade crypto, and I'm like what like what is that he's like yeah i trade like bitcoin and i have a group and we we look at patterns and yeah i don't i i dropped out of school because i don't i don't i don't need school anymore like i'm making enough money Uh to and i'm just like in my head i'm like like (laughs) it was like a light but it was like a I was just like staring he probably was like this guy's weird because i was just like staring at him like wait and i was just asking like question after question like wait what is this or like what's bitcoin or like how do you you know i just was like pestering him (laughs) because i was just so like like mesmerized i was like what is this this is, sounds so cool and yeah. I, he was the one who like got it started for me um uh-huh. especially with like the trading um so that's my little origin story but so tell us more i want to hear more about your nft project specifically like what what first you know got you to be like i want to start an nft project like where did that start um i don't remember exactly this was like i think back in september or october of last year of 2021 and i think i was i know i was into stocks i i had bought some stocks at that time and i think i had just signed up to coinbase using my dad's social security number so by that time i had crypto and i had i had um stocks but i didn't have any nfts and it was still like a really new space and i didn't know how to do it and then um the the guy that i'll talk about later who is uh howard dotith is the guy that did the zero being stuff and is doing them right now him and i sort of got into the space at like the exact same time and then we both just sort of started talking to each other like oh maybe this would work or this would work and then at like I think relatively the same time we were like, we should just, we should make an NFT project. And he sort of thought of something like random or not random, but like he wanted, he wanted to fund um, a literacy center that is uh, near our house. And he wanted to like give them money so that they'd be able to teach more kids how to like read who were like behind in school and stuff. It's called hope NLC. And um, it's a really good program. I've helped out uh, there before. And for me, I like wasn't sure what I wanted to do exactly with my stuff. I didn't fully see like uh, like his was to fund literacy. Like that was the big goal of his. I didn't see a big goal of mine. But what I just sort of started doing is just like looking at other projects. And I looked at the Board of Yacht Club and I was like, I didn't know how any of it worked. And I was just like, there's 10,000 monkeys on here that someone had to draw individually and then like do this. 
But then the more research I did, I was like, oh, okay. They didn't actually draw all these individually. They actually sort of just drew individual parts and pieces and then had a computer program randomly lay them over each other. And then I just, I did more research and I found out that like these generative NFT collections are being done by like the majority of, like the majority of successful NFT collections are generative ones. So what I did is I was like, mm. well, I wonder if that would work, but with old paintings and antiques and stuff like that. So I just sort of got downloaded a free uh, photo editing software on my computer. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just downloaded a free photo editing software on my computer and uh, just got right to work. I started Photoshopping heads and bodies off of old paintings and uh, select frames and random things like that all I had to keep in mind they all had to be public domain paintings um, or else I couldn't use mm. them and then so like while while different collections had art that they made like I'll just use the Board Ape Yacht Club as an example because they're so well known they uh they made like probably 10 different faces 10 different glasses 10 different hats 10 different bodies 10 different backgrounds uh etc I I made like I think seven different frames, seven different filters, uh, 13 different heads, uh, six different bodies, uh, two different like hats they could wear, uh, four different uh, eye color eye covering things and uh, just a bunch of stuff like that so that it was but it was made out of old paintings so that it would just like look hilarious when they were like overlaid. <laughs> I like that. I like that idea. I think that's um, that's very unique. I haven't seen that anything related to, because it's funny too. Because the NFT is sort of there are it's considered kind of an art space too. Like there are a lot of artists that are releasing NFT collections, and it's becoming a collectible like art. Um, personally, I don't think I would buy any like art NFTs. I'm more into like the ones that have some utility. Like, hey, give me an yeah. alpha call or give me a node. Give me a, some of you might not know what those words are, but <laughs> there's different utility in those but i've never heard of someone actually taking actually antique you know and putting them together and it's funny too what it's kind of like the ones that become popular are kind of like the funny obscure ones like yeah, some of these exactly. nft projects i see like i don't know if you heard about the saw the saudis the saudis oh, yeah. nft launch get big and i'm like this is so ridiculous like these are these jpegs of these saudis which is just like a knockoff of a crypto punk right uh -huh. these like pixelated looking guys that just have like Saudi Arabian like head and it's like selling like cakes like yeah. one ETH plus you know it's just it's yeah. funny to see like what works you know it's it's kind of more of the oh. obscure funny that people like in the space yeah and I I gave it the name of um modern antiques because it's like we're taking old antiques and we're minting them onto the ethereum blockchain giving them new technology so it's sort of like <sighs> something like that yeah I like that. I like that's so cool. That's a great idea. So, uh, quick question then. So, how does somebody? So, let's say somebody's listening right now. And they're uh -huh. like, "Wow, you know, they're talking about all this crazy stuff. I don't even know what the heck they're talking about, right?" So, mm. how does somebody who's listening to this right now, who wants to be involved with your project, who wants to maybe uh -huh. own some of your NFTs, what's the first step that they need to do to to do that? So if someone, I'd say, I'd say that's like, that's sort of like two questions in one. So 
if someone wants to get involved in the NFT space and um, I would usually just tell them right away, like, Hey, you need to don't, don't buy any NFTs just right off the bat. Don't do that. Go first, do your research. Don't do like, I mean, you don't have to go in and read tons of articles and um, you know, scholars pages and stuff on this stuff. Just go read, go watch simplified YouTube videos about how this works. Like, that's literally just, how just a quick question. Do you have any ones that you would recommend? So if someone's listening and they're very new and they're like, I want to learn about crypto and learn about NFTs, was there a channel or was there a video that stood out? I know I have mine um, uh -huh. of people that, you know, help me sort of overcome the understanding what it is. Do you have a specific YouTube channel or anything that, that somebody could go to that you'd well, recommend? I would have had one. I, it's funny, actually, now I remember before I got into NFTs, I wanted to teach people cryptocurrency and this sort of stuff on YouTube. And I was going to make a YouTube channel, but quickly I just sort of, and I then I was going to make a class on uh, like a class program, but quickly I switched over to this because I saw this being much more fun for me to do. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't go farther than like video, but some, some uh, channels, I would recommend i think there's one called whiteboard crypto mm -hmm. uh and there's another one called like 99 bitcoins i'm not, not yeah that's a really good one that guy yeah. with the glasses <laughs> just yeah. dumbs it down like yeah, 99 like, 99 crypto is that what it's called or 99 bitcoin? uh, 99 bitcoins i think 99 bitcoin. It, the way these people explain such an incredibly difficult topic is just like insane to me what what i would recommend people do is they first just understand the idea of nfts and the the idea the most basic idea that like once you get this you can sort of understand why nfts have value and it's just that you're not investing in a jpeg that you can download anyone can download that and i think that's perfectly fine literally the motto for comedic silver is feel free to screenshot like anyone can download or screenshot any of these and the only thing you do when you do that is just give or spread publicity for the project. When you buy an NFT, you're buying into a community of or a project that, you know, has a backing of however many NFTs are there. So like for Modern Antiques, if you buy one, you're buying one with a backing of 5,554 other NFTs, as well as um, a project that like for ours will constantly keep it growing and um yeah mainly it's just the backing of others that you're buying and it's not like you're buying a picture you're buying like the set of code behind it that you can resell for more money so in the end i know people say like oh well you're buying into a community you're buying into this stuff but the community and all that really what it the main thing it does for you is it will let you resell it again for more money and that's the that's the main thing you want to do when you're looking for these projects is you want to be able to either hold for a while or resell for more money. So that that's the best way you can sort of explain NFTs right now, I think. Gotcha. Let me do, for those of you new listening out there too, um, let me explain as well. Because <clears throat> I have like slight, like kind of same, but maybe slightly different. Uh, when yeah. it comes to NFT, if you're like, why does it, why does a JPEG have value? Right. That's what everyone's asking. That's what someone listening right now is going, why would I buy this JPEG that you can screenshot? And like you said, you're not buying a JPEG. You're buying the set of code on the blockchain that cannot be duplicated by anybody. 
So essentially what you're buying is proof of ownership, right? I, I'm buying a ticket pretty soon, and the NFL is already in talks about this, pretty soon NFL tickets will be NFTs. Yeah. So you'll have to have a wallet. You will have to buy, and it will it will be you'll you'll be buying a piece of code that mm-hmm. exists on a blockchain, whatever blockchain the NFL decides to use, and that is your proof of ownership, because nobody else can counterfeit that ticket. It's impossible. Now, if you had a paper ticket and you went to the game, you could technically someone could you know maybe maybe you and this happens all the time, right? With with counterfeit tickets where somebody will print one right or they'll make their own and they'll sell it to somebody at the game a scalper right or i've you know you sometimes i've been able to get into places with fake tickets right it can be <laughs> counterfeited but but with this piece of code that's transparent on a blockchain that that in, and again i'd have to go more into crypto and how it's you it cannot be altered once it's on the blockchain that's like the big thing so you have this piece of code that cannot be altered anymore so it, you're again it's proof of ownership it's you own this nobody else can own it without your permission you have to physically send them not physically but in the digital space you you yourself send them that piece of code and then that person can have access to whatever it is that you had access to because you own that piece of code so yeah. the pictures are just kind of the fun way of like like to me, I mean, I do like I do like things with good art. I have to admit, but to me, I'm more I want the code because the code is my ticket. The code is my ticket to a community, to a utility, to a football game, to a piece of real estate. Right? Maybe real estate in the future, I think, will be in, on NFTs. Will be on blockchain where your your proof that you own a house will be an NFT. Mm-hmm. And no one can duplicate. No one can take from you that you own that piece of code and that gives you access. So that's, if you're wondering, you know, what gives an NFT value, it's, it's code that cannot be altered. That gives proof of ownership. Boom. Okay. That's, that's how, that's okay. how I would describe it. But of course, in the NFT space, you definitely want to buy, hold and try to sell for more <laughs> depending on the yeah. project. Some <laughs> projects are pretty cool. Some communities are pretty cool to where mm-hmm. you just want to be in that community and so you want to hold the NFT just because you enjoy the people in that community too, right? So, yeah. So NFTs, you're creating your project. So give me, you know, tell me about what were some of the struggles as you're creating this project? Like what what walls did you run into where you're like, man, I'm just like, shoot, like I'm running into some technical walls. Maybe it was an artist wall, creativity walls. Like what obstacles um, were in your path to make this project? Um. I I ran into like a lot of walls from weather or just barriers in general that I just had to get over, like whether it being um, just not saving my work and then having to reduce some stuff or like, I mean, that happened like a couple times, honestly, just with photo editing or um, the fact that I like my coding knowledge is so, so slim. I've gotten I've gotten lots of help from other people and I'm going to learn how to code in the future. But just for when I was doing this project, it was like, I, I just needed stuff explained to me constantly. And then, mm. but <clears throat> honestly, out of everything, I would probably say the, the most walls I ran into with this project were um, probably just being a minor in the space. 
because like I mean I kept I kept my identity hidden so like I mean sure if people dug deep enough into my profile they could find out that I was yeah 16 years old that's not what I'm talking about I'm just like even to get onto the zoom meeting I had to lie about my age so like every single thing that I do on this space I either have to lie about my age or just not pull my funds out like to mm. to initiate the contract it costs gas uh and uh the gas for the contract basically the contract is just like when you launch the nfts out and to launch my 5555 nfts i had to i had to use my dad's cryptocurrency account import uh some of the ethereum that i had left over from like like use his credit card, pay him back with cash and then transfer it from Coinbase over to MetaMask and then transfer it from like that to a hardware wallet and then pay that into the contract. Like it was just, everything was just so much more difficult being a miner in the space. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You know, especially to buy, I feel like you could, as a miner, it's pretty easy to, you can still create a wallet. You could still mm -hmm. be on some exchanges without KYC, which is kind of the point of a lot of these cryptos is that you can go anonymous, which is, which is great. But then, yeah, in order to, you'd have to have somebody just gift you some ETH in your, yeah. in your MetaMask wallet, just to like get started. Right. Just to even have some money in there. Cause yeah, you can't really interact with anything without gas fees. So for those of you that are listening, a gas fee is basically a fee you pay to per, to make any sort of transaction on specifically the Ethereum blockchain, which is the, the main one that people use, especially for NFTs. And so there are people out there who are running the Ethereum node on their computers and are miners. And mm. so they are what produce the blocks in the blockchain, allowing all these transactions to happen. And so they are paid via gas fees. So yeah, it would be tough initially just to try to like find a way to get crypto off an exchange into your wallet being a miner because all the all the main exchanges at least the ones in the u.s are all pretty restrictive so i could definitely see yeah. that being a big obstacle for a miner which is a bummer you know which maybe there's like a safer way we could get younger people involved in the space maybe there's some kind of those like fake plot blockchains where maybe they're playing with fake eth and kind yeah. of like buying and selling or making i don't know maybe there's a way we could do that in the future it just kind of came to mind but, but okay so like go ahead Oh, I was just going to say, if you're an adult and you're trying to buy an NFT, it's a lot easier. Like what you do is you just make a MetaMask account. You don't verify your identity. Then you um, just pay directly from your bank account into MetaMask. Uh, there, there you'll have to verify your identity. But once you do that, you have cryptocurrency in your MetaMask account. And then you just link it to uh, a site like uh, OpenSea or LooksRare, preferably. I prefer LooksRare. But like, and then you can just buy NFTs like that. But yeah. Mm. Uh, definitely caveats to that. I, you know, funny story. I was, well, not really funny, but I was actually hacked two days ago. Oh, wow. You'll probably find this interesting. I, it, it, things turned out okay. It didn't, it didn't, basically I, there was like this Nickelodeon NFT mint that was oh. coming out where they had this kind of cool idea where you'd get characters from the nineties, like Hey Arnold and stuff. And then you could like oh, yeah. slime them. I don't know if you heard about that. And I was like, okay, so yeah. cool. Right. So oh, gosh, dang it, dude. I gotta, I was. <laughs> You got to be really careful in crypto right now because there's a lot of a lot of scams. But uh -huh. I found a Twitter for the Nickelodeon, but it was a fake one. 
right? Oh, and they had okay. a link to a website where you would go mint the NFT. So I went to the website and I made the mistake of not using a burner wallet. Yeah. And I also did not, when I was signing the trend, because basically when you, you can, you link your, your wallet to a website, this is web three, this is crypto. And they have a permission that kind of comes up and says like, Hey, this is kind of what you're signing. And there, there was a provision on there that I just didn't, that I didn't read that you're supposed to kind of look out for that said like open to everything or, or something like that, that mm -hmm. I, that should have been my warning to be like, there's no, they, they wouldn't need that kind of permission. So I, I should have declined that instantly and realized this was a phishing website, but yeah. in the haste of my, my laziness, I accepted that transaction. Immediately they drained. I had a uh, three ape dogs. I don't know if you've heard about ape dog NFTs, but I had three of them and they immediately sent them from my wallet. Cause now they had access to my wallet, sent them from yeah. my wallet to their wallet. Wow. As soon as I realized what I did, I basically sent all my ETH out of that account into another account that they did not have access to another wallet. Oh, okay. Um, so that way they could not make any transactions. Cause at that point there was like not enough ETH to where they could even move anything because they'd have to pay a gas fee to even move another NFT. So kind of trapped them to where they're like, okay, we can't, we, they'd have to put more ETH in to get more of my stuff out, but I was watching it. So if I saw that happen, I would just immediately try to pull that ETH out. So uh, then I found there's a website called like revoke. Uh, so I actually, I, a couple NFT projects I'm in, I messaged them. I said, Hey, what do I do? And they said, they gave me a link to a website, which I can revoke the permissions that I accidentally allowed. And so I had to revoke oh. permissions from a few different um, NFT projects. So that way, now my wallet is now safe. It's now, no one has access. Um, and obviously I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna use, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna I have multiple burner wallets now I've created. Uh -huh. And anytime I go to Mint, and, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know if you'll have anyone who will try to scam uh -huh. modern antiques and who, will try to create a phishing website, but that is just something to look out for. If something is someone's trying to mint your NFT, they need yeah. to use a burner MetaMask wallet to do that mint. So therefore, like I don't think you're gonna you're gonna run into that issue per se. Uh huh. But the real, real popular, you know, like the Nickelodeon mint, that one was one where I should have been looking out for phishing sites because that's that was a very, a very popular, well known mint. So they made away with three of my eight dogs, unfortunately. But uh, all my other NFTs are safe, so cool. that was a big <laughs> sigh of relief there. But still mad about my ape dogs. I like I like the ape, those ape dogs. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, Seth, your project releases this Friday, correct? Yes, for public mint. Yeah. Public mint. So, anybody on Friday can buy your NFT. Or multiple of your NFTs, correct? Uh, yeah. So if you have a wallet and if you have a little bit of ETH to cover the gas transaction, um, we don't make any profit from this. So we just want it to be as cheap as possible for you guys. So you'll be able to buy two per wallet. So yeah, two per wallet. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What if I have, if multiple, have multiple? So I have multiple wallets. Can, I can buy a few more if I want. Oh yeah, yeah. You could buy as many as you want, just two per wallet, I guess. Interesting. Okay. Now, I guess two questions. First one is, what's in it for you, right? Like, like you have this project. Tell me what's in it for you. Like, what are you benefiting, gaining from putting this project together? And then the second thing, I want you to sell me. I mean, you've already kind of sold me, but for someone mm -hmm. listening right now, 
sell them on it. Like, why should they, you know, and it's only, a, remember, it's only going to be a couple of dollars in ETH gas fees, right? So it's, yeah. it's mostly free, but it's still going to be a couple mm -hmm. bucks. And maybe the pain of learning a little crypto to get Ethereum in your wallet, if you don't already have it. Uh -huh. But sell me yeah. on why I should buy your project. What What is your project? What the, the pieces of code that I'm buying that mm -hmm. you've created that will yeah. give me access to your community? Why do I mm -hmm. want to be a part of that community? What do you have coming? What are the perks? What are the, yeah, sell me. So, okay. So first of all, uh, what's in it for me? I was going to originally make it like a, um, you had to pay to mint it, but I was, I was just sort of thinking, I was like, I want, I want this community to, to be able to just take off as quick as possible and for um, people to buy into it. But I was thinking if it's like free mints take off much quicker than if something were to be paid for. So um, I switched it to free mint and what I gain out of it is sort of, if you can, I'm sort of thinking like more long-term, like all the NFTs could be sold on Friday and I wouldn't make anything until people either start selling or buying NFTs because uh, there will be a 2.5% uh, creator royalty on it. Just meaning that it is uh, like, it's okay, let's think about it like this. If you sell a modern antique for $100, I'll make $2.50 from that. And I think a lot of other projects do this, like the Board Ape Yacht Club, the one that got really, really big, their creator royalty is like 2.5% as well. So I just, I, and a lot of the big ones have it at that. And I just, I copied them because uh, I didn't want to make it too much because otherwise it, it's just kind of annoying for people. And then also uh, I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to keep some NFTs and like the comedic silver uh, ledger or account so that I can uh, still give away, uh, do giveaways frequently and stuff like that. So uh, and then I'm also thinking more into the future because you'll you'll notice if you go on Twitter, we have a modern antiques account and a comedic silver account. So comedic comedic silver is like the parent brand and modern antiques is just for this project. So comedic silver might branch out and do some other projects or other collabs. Like I have some ideas for down the road, but investing in modern antiques now can get you access to some of those other ideas down the road. Mm. So if you... Basically, what it comes down to, like what's in it for me is um, is more of like the the brand, the building of a brand. And like when when the people who buy into it benefit, I benefit as well. Like we all benefit together because I'll keep some NFTs and I'll I mean, most of them people will buy. And if the price goes up for them, the price goes up for me. So it's it's sort of like we're all in this together type thing. Hmm. OK, so. If I mint your couple of your NFTs on Friday, mm -hmm. then tell me this. So I am I'm buying into your brand. Yeah. I am potentially buying into the opportunity for future releases that you may do with other projects, like so maybe more NFTs uh -huh. from other projects. Um, tell me what else what else would I be um, getting buying your 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 minting your NFTs? Yeah. Or what, so, what ideas do you have as well? So I'm going to say this, but I really do not like when projects say this, but we're 
we are building a community, but I'm not even going to count that as like utility because that's just that's something that comes with a growing uh, NFT project. But like you you are buying into somewhat of a community. But I think the main thing that you are buying into the main thing that see people will see profit in and value in is one, the ability to resell and two, all of the utility down the road. So right now, the only utility like once you mint the you'll right away be able to access the private discord um in the private modern antiques discord in the comedic silver discord so that's the one um that's the one utility you get right away and then as the project grows after we sell out uh we'll just like basically i'll just get to work on making more and more and more utility for the project so like um a voting right voting rights or like a dow um merchandise that people can like the i had an idea to do this like merchandise where someone can buy an nft and then if someone else buys their shirt that has their picture on it they get kickback for the merch royalties for holders um community tools i'm not going to talk too much about that right now because that's that's pretty far down the line um we're also i mean I'll just list some stuff here that I'm thinking about doing stuff such as like um, a lo-fi channel uh, collection crossovers where you guys can make like royalties and stuff, uh, constant giveaways and airdrops. And my favorite one, the one that I'm looking forward to the most is um, this project called uh, AI antiques. That would basically be like the mutinate yacht club for, for the board of yacht club. Like, it, the AI antiques would be like that for the modern antiques. I'm not going to talk about that though, because that's very, very far down the line, but utility, lots of utility is basically what I'm trying to say. Mm, okay. Okay. I like your ideas for utility. We will, I guess time will tell if you can deliver on those. Yeah, <laughs> Again, right. I would say too, you know, knowing Seth, I don't I haven't known you for a long time, but I know uh -huh. that you um, are a, a believer and you have faith. And so uh, I know you are not going to rug pull uh, people yeah. <laughs> in the community. Not that you're rug pulling anyway, because again, you're not even paying for yeah. the collection. You do have to be wary. My, my first that. ever NFT, well, actually not my first ever NFT, because I did have the step in shoes. So maybe like my third NFT I bought, uh -huh. I was I was, I was was involved in what's called a rug pull, where I bought this like dragon NFT. I think it was like 25 ADA, which was, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 bucks at the time. And yeah. they... They basically like got a bunch of people to all buy these JPEGs of these um, these dragons, which the JPEG was pretty cool, and they were promising a lot of utility. But then they just kind of rug pulled it, meaning they just kind of took your money and ran away. So that can happen in the NFT space, which is why you definitely got to be careful. You definitely got to do your own research. And you definitely got to find you know founders that you trust and that are what's called doxed is the term we use in the NFT space now, where they are sort of. Do you know what that means exactly? Docs? Does that mean there's like a company that like vets them? You've heard that term, I assume. I, whenever I hear docs, I always just think like your location gets doxed, your identity. I don't, I haven't heard that in the NFT space. Hmm. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe I just crushed over it then. In these different projects, I always hear them referring to like, hey, they like this project because the founders are doxed. And I assume it means they are vetted in some way to be legitimate and so you you run less risk of what of a rug pull so a you're not oh, even okay. charging for your nfts so there is no real rug pull that can even happen because at most mm -hmm. you lose 
you know, your few bucks in ETH gas, right? Yeah. Unless you're, yeah, you know, well, even that, yeah, because I mean, I guess technically, you know, someone could buy something on the secondary market for actual money plus gas, <clears throat> not do anything. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is you're a man of faith. So you have morals. So I, I don't think you will, you know, are going to try to rug pull this project. I think you will try to deliver on you, your utility the best that you can. And so, you know, I'm looking forward to minting a couple of your NFTs here on Friday so I can hold some modern antiques. Really love the idea. So I'm excited for that. I'm trying to think if I have any other questions for you. Well, one more thing. Uh, as far as the utility goes, everything that I just listed that's um, that's in that Medium article that I wrote for this, it says possible utility, not all will be included. So I just listed stuff, possible stuff we may do, but I didn't want to get too specific for a couple reasons. One, because I know that some of the stuff uh, is just like we'll run into technical difficulties or will not work out. And also because I still want to keep it somewhat mysterious. So I just threw a bunch of stuff in there. Some of the stuff we will do, some of the stuff I already know we're not going to do, but it's just, it's all in there as possible utility so that, you know, it can still be a surprise when stuff does happen. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm going to have i I'm going to try to link your, I'll try to, in the description of this podcast, I'll try to link some of your socials, but could you quickly cool. tell people what your socials are, how they can kind of connect to comedic silver or to modern antiques? Yeah. So the main Twitter account, this is where we're, most active on is uh just at comedic silver on uh, that's c-o-m-e-d-i-c-s-i-l-v-e-r on uh just twitter and then um the the modern antiques one we you mainly in the future we'll just use that for giveaways and announcements and stuff but um that, that we won't be most active on that but that one is just again at m-o-d-e-r-n-a-n-t-e-e-k-s uh, that is an intentional uh, typo too but those are where we are most active on uh, as I said like lo-fi channel in the future may or may not do that but that'll be on the uh, comedic silver YouTube account so yeah and I would say too again if uh, for example if any of the, the boys from church are listening to this podcast right now right and you you wanted to maybe you don't have the ability to get crypto right because you'd have to use yeah. your, your parents would have to help you with that kind of thing. Right. And you, maybe yeah. you're too scared. Maybe your parents would be like upset if you even got into crypto. So literally all you have to do, if you just want to be involved with the community a little bit and, you know, mm -hmm. chat with me, cause I'll be on there uh, chat with Seth. He'll be on there. We have other friends on there too, is yeah. just join the discord, right? I believe the discord yeah. is free to join and there are yep. chats that are available for everybody. Anybody, you know, can chat in there. Now the you know there'll be more private chats and private things for the holders of the of the NFT, so you won't have access to everything on the Discord. But yeah. I think if you're looking to just get involved in the community a little bit, just to see get more information about about NFTs and this whole thing that you're doing, you know, I'd love to see some of the boys from church. Just I know I know y'all have discounted Discord accounts because I know you're all you, all y'all are gamers, so. What is the Discord account that they can join or um, how they can get onto Discord, basically, into your Discord group? So um, it's just a link. It's I'll send it to you in the chat right now. But it's that's that's a link that will never expire that will send them straight to the Discord. 
And um, we have all those different sections open in the Discord. It's free to join. And it just sort of talks about, you know, like we you'll see announcements there. You'll see all of our tweets. You'll even be able to enter some giveaways and stuff. You'll be able to Ooh. you'll be able to. <clears throat> so you could even potentially like if, if you're just in that community. Right. And, and you don't yeah. you don't you can't get cryptocurrency. Right. Maybe you're a miner. Then you might by chance for being really active in the discord or, or even just retweeting a tweet. I've won, I've won NFTs because I've just retweeted a tweet because they were doing a giveaway and then they just sent it to me. Yeah. So there's a possibility that you might even just get sent NFTs from modern antiques for free, no gas, nothing because yeah. you were just active in the public discord or on Twitter and you were just in the community and, um, those opportunities came to you. I, I, one of the NFT projects I'm involved with is called the Pickleverse. Shout out oh, to you wow. guys in the Pickleverse. Love that community. Great, great guys. And I actually, I actually won a giveaway uh, for a pickle, which was at the time worth about it took cost about uh, 0.2 ETH to mint, which was, which was around twenty dollars at that time, I believe. No, maybe forty dollars. I can't remember what it was at that time. Um, but yeah. I just, I just entered a Twitter giveaway where I just retweeted their tweet and commented, and then. I ended up winning a pickle that they sent to me, no gas charges, right? So now I have this pickle that's worth 20. I could sell it right away for 20 bucks if I wanted to of ETH. Um, and then I ended up, then I had access to their Discord, right? I had access to all the private features, the alpha caller chat. I had access to the the pickle token that they're creating. I have access to sort of their utility. And then I got more involved with the community and chatting with them. And now I now I help out. I help their utility by putting uh, crypto calls because I'm, I'm a day trader. So I put out my technical analysis on Ethereum and Bitcoin into the, the holder only uh, chats or not actually, and they're actually, they might be public. It might actually be public um, mm -hmm. to where anyone can get some technical analysis on crypto if they want. Anyway, not to take the, the focus away onto another, I'm, I'm more just talking about that's how easy it yeah. can be for the, for someone who doesn't even own cryptocurrency to just, join a discord and then you never know what can happen from there right so please i will leave a link join the the discord for comedic silver and get involved with the community there and then hopefully you know you can either mint some modern antiques or maybe even win some for free you never know um now uh, Seth, one, yeah go ahead uh one last thing the i think probably my favorite part of our discord is we just have this whole entire section set away that's just called like noobs ask elders and it's we like people haven't used it yet but once we get more new people in there like uh even you, you know it's a public one so anyone can join the discord and just go on here and it'll just be a community like uh, uh p2p type of thing like someone who doesn't know anything about crypto can uh go on there and just ask a question and just blurt it out in one of the five chats and then someone like you know tim or i could go on there and be like oh okay we know how to do this we can help you with this or anything and it'll just be like uh you know a person-to-person -person type uh help type mm. thing almost like customer service yeah basically crypto customer service right there yeah okay i like that i like that yeah so it's perfect if you're new get in the discord ask start asking some questions and you'll get you'll start to learn and you'll start to you know be able to get involved with the community so I'm excited. I'm excited for your project. I did have some other some crypto questions for you as well uh, before we end off here, and I wanted to kind of ask about: Are you involved? Or what What are your so? I'm before I got 
into NFTs. And although I am into NFTs right now pretty heavily, I'm still probably more of like a crypto first guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I've, I entered in the space with Bitcoin, learning the fundamentals of Bitcoin. I've since gravitated to ETH, to ADA, to Solana, to these different blockchains. So I'm more of a blockchain crypto guy. Like I know more about the tokenomics of different cryptocurrencies and almost like their, like the utility of their blockchains and different, you know, what gives it value. And I was curious for yourself, I know you're more into the NFT space, but what is there any other cryptocurrencies that you want to own or that you like? Um, for a while, I was, I was, I think it was after I missed out on the Dogecoin thing, or like a little bit after, and I was just sort of like wanting to get in on the next sort of coin like that. And uh, I tried to get in, I or no, I actually did. I got in on uh, the Shiba Inu one right before it took off. So I turned like thirteen dollars into like one hundred and fifty dollars, but then it, it crashed Jeez. back down. So, uh, I you, like, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't take profits. Well, I made like probably seventy bucks off of that one, so it was mm. it was a, it was a decent trade. But uh, that's what I was into before. But honestly, Ethereum is yeah, Ethereum is my favorite one just because I see so much more of a future with Ethereum and after. 2.0 is finalized and everything you know after the whole network's been updated so gas prices will be cheaper and after after all that happens i really think that ethereum could sort of lead the future of currency so mm. i'm i use i i'd say i i use ethereum and cryptocurrency more so to just use it as actual currency and buy things with um but i and then also you know i just have a lot of i just have money stored in it but then when it comes to like um like the the fun but like yet very risky investments that's like why i like nfts the most mm. yeah, nfts are are yeah i they're 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 a blast they really are yeah. <laughs> i'm in so many discord groups right now it's absolutely insane <laughs> there's no way yeah. you can keep up with that many yeah i think as far as cryptos I, I'm a little bit of a Bitcoin maxi. That mm -hmm. makes sense because I, I do see Bitcoin as the most decentralized cryptocurrency. And I know that's a big term, decentralized. That just means that it's it's the most, it cannot be altered, essentially. It, it's so spread out at this point that there's just, all anyone can do with Bitcoin is buy or sell it. That's it. You, and, and I mean that in terms of like, because obviously we want utility in terms of being able to buy stuff with it which I think will happen in the future, but more so you don't want anyone else to be able to control currency because then it becomes central. Then it becomes a company, right? A company like Apple, they have a CEO, they have founders and they can alter Apple at any point. They could just say, we don't want to sell iPhones anymore. And they could just stop selling iPhones, right? They have that ability to change the product, to change the company. Whereas Bitcoin is unchangeable. It is, is, is this, piece of code that was set in place by someone who gave all the power away that they could have had over Bitcoin. They gave it away to the people. And so now, no matter how rich you are, no matter how big shot you are, no matter how smart you are, how old you are, all you can do is buy or sell. That's it. Mm -hmm. You don't have control. You can't try to print more Bitcoin. You can't try to alter how Bitcoin functions. You can't 
um, you know, stop it. You can't like just turn off Bitcoin, right? You can't do that. You don't have the power. The power was given. The keys were given to the people to run. So that's why I'm Bitcoin's by far my my most favorite, and I think it's 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 it, it should be the king. But at the same time, I do see these other currencies, and I do really like them. And although they aren't as decentralized as Bitcoin, they are still pretty decentralized to where there's still you know enough of that spread outness and enough of that power has been given out to where you know there's not going to be like Ethereum, although there is. You know, I think some power still in the founders' hands. It's 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 very small, yeah. and so it allows again more control for the people. So my top ones: Bitcoin, Ethereum, of course. I love ADA. I think ADA is going to be Charles Hoskinson is a is a genius. Okay, the guy yeah. is is so smart, like incredible. I think I think ADA is. I think ADA has a chance, and you're not going to like this. I think ADA has a chance to overtake Ethereum. Really? Mainly, be, mainly because of how cheap fees are. Like at the end of the day, oh. for mass adoption, you need it to be affordable for the average person. And and I, yeah. even with the merge, Ethereum is still the gas fees aren't going to change. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if in their roadmap if they ever will change. They might always mm -hmm. be that expensive. And so I, I see Cardano as a just as decentralized, just as technologically advanced, but cheaper to use. And so I kind mm -hmm. of like, I feel like people will just eventually, as more things happen on ADA that are now, that are available on ETH that aren't available on ADA right now, because it's so new, as like they become more even and they have the same applications, I'm probably going to use the cheaper one, right? I want to save some money on gas fees. I'm going to use ADA as opposed to Ethereum. So that's obviously like super far down the road because Cardano is taking things very slow, which is the right way mm -hmm. to do it. Whereas some of these other cryptos have launched really quickly. But they're kind of doing it the opposite way. They're not really building slow for a long-term decentralized future. They're kind of just trying to shortcut the process and get popular. Those yeah. are the ones I'm not like AVAX, for example, is one of those. I still like Solana, but you have to look at Solana like a company. That's not, I don't look at Solana like a crypto. It's it's a company. Um, uh -huh. And so those are a couple, like, like I said, those are my top three. Also Polygonmatic. I'm a big fan of Matic as well. They just pumped yeah. recently with that Disney news, but. Okay, so Ethereum is your baby, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. And the only reason, like, I I feel like some others might have big functionality, but Ethereum, I just feel like, has been tried and true. And also, it's the main, like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's the main, like, all the big NFT projects, or most of them, have been on the Ethereum blockchain. And I feel like with NFTs, especially since this is Comedic Silver's first project, I just the the blockchain that you put it on can uh, can you know make or break your project. So I I didn't want to mess up on this one. I was actually going to put them on um, the Polygon blockchain until I sort of branched out after OpenSea, and I sort of start I sort of started to realize like oh, okay, there's there's all these extra open sea fees that I don't need to pay. And I can actually sort of just make, make it using like Ethereum and pay a few bucks in gas instead of these $200 that open sea says you have to pay. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, hold on backtrack on that. So when you were trying to start your project on Matic, they were charging you extra fees. No, when I was, when I wanted to mint, it was weird. <clears throat> I don't, 
maybe this has something to do with the Ethereum update, or maybe this was just OpenSea. But when I didn't know much about NFTs and I was trying to mint this just random one NFT onto the blockchain, you know, just for fun, just to test it out. It was like, okay, well, since this is your first NFT to mint, you're going to have to pay like 200 bucks since it's the Ethereum blockchain, blah, 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 whatever. And then it was like, also, if this, if you're going to sell an NFT on the Ethereum blockchain for the first time on OpenSea, then you're going to have to pay like another 200 bucks. And it was really weird. And I had never seen that anywhere else. So I don't know if that was just an OpenSea thing or not, but it was, it was back in, um, October, November of last year. So I moved away from OpenSea and to looks rare. Mm. You know, I have a, uh, actually just had an idea. Well, this is kind of an idea I've had for a while, but like a, a new idea just popped in my head as you're, as you're talking there. Cause I do have sort of plans in the future. Cause I'm, I'm actually trying to become a blockchain developer right now. I'm taking a, some okay, courses yeah. and I want to learn how to code. And in the future, I want to create an NFT project but I want it to be centered around health and fitness and nutrition because obviously, you know, next level health and crypto. And I have my YouTube channel, which is nutrition and fitness focused. So I have this idea in my head of in the future creating a, an NFT project that is a community that's focused on like fitness. And I think I would have like a nutrition. I think I would have like, I'll have to ask you like how you did it. And, and I don't know, maybe even hire you to do it. You know, if you, if you're, if you're good at that kind of stuff, which it seems like you are. Cause I almost want to have like my JPEGs be like maybe different, like fruits or like different, like different foods, you know, and you would like buy the yeah. JPEG of like the banana or like, I don't know. I have to think of some more ideas, but anyway, they uh -huh. would give you access to the discord, which would then give you access to the community, which would be very, like, I'd be very focused on health and fitness. And so maybe I'd have special YouTube content that you could only get if you are a holder, or I do nutrition courses that you can only get if you're a holder, or I would do, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's just some ideas I have at the moment, just to spread more yeah. you know, people being active and more people like understanding nutrition, which I think does not get taught in schools like it should, you know, mm. everyone's got to eat every day, but yet we like have like one class of nutrition. It's like it's yeah. stupid. Like we all, we all need to learn how to eat. Like we need to understand this process. Um, yeah. And also the other thing is financial literacy. It's another thing we don't get taught. Oh, yeah. And, and that is super frustrating that kids are, are, you know, being forced into learn science and all these stuff that they don't really ever end up using in their lives. I mean, just yeah. honestly, right? Like, but if they had just learned like financial literacy, like if they had just learned about the stock market, about the real estate market, about how to build wealth, you know, I'm really passionate about that, about spreading. I want you, Seth, as a teenager, huh. not to get stuck in what I've gotten stuck into. And I want you to uh, succeed and, and be able to build your wealth and not just work, you know, a nine to five you hate for 60 years and hope for social security. You know what I mean? Like mm. I want to see that, you know, so I definitely have passion for that as well, but obviously you being the NFT space, you, you have a passion for crypto and finance as well. And you, you're, I just hear, hear, hear you talk, you can tell how intelligent you are with, uh, with these different things. So uh, shout out to you and your project. I'm excited. Mm. Um, is there anything else that you you wanted to talk about while I've got you on here? Is there anything in crypto you want, like maybe why you believe in crypto or, you know, if why someone should get involved with cryptocurrency? Do you think it's the future? Do you think it's just a fad? Like, give me your, 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 your what you believe about cryptocurrency and blockchains, really, essentially. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think that 
in say 40 years from now i i mean no one no one really knows what will be here 40 years from now um nfts i feel like we'll have moved on to a more practical um stance such as you know re receipts when you buy something an nft is sent to your uh blockchain id or whatever i think um i don't i don't even want to think necessarily like will cryptocurrency be here will nfts be here because i just feel like one thing if i'm certain about anything it's one thing and it's that basically everything will be put on blockchain at least that's what i think like mm. i think um we will be voting on blockchain we will be uh you know on even the the most simple things the most practical things like shopping on amazon like amazon.com could be put on the blockchain and uh just like just so that all your order history could just be um just prevalent and there for uh for it saved and everything and i think that will nfts be here uh like you know the board ape yacht club and those ones 50 years in the future maybe maybe not i don't know will will modern antiques be here 50 50 years in the future uh i don't know i i'd be very surprised but maybe they will but i think the one thing that will outlast all the other stuff is blockchain tech the blockchain technology for just put into every different business and every different company motto so mm. perfectly perfectly said i was i'm really glad that you touched on that because i think people get confused thinking like crypto oh it's a currency or nfts or but it's but really just throw that out the window and what you're what you're what you're focused on the technology of what's what what is a blockchain that yeah. that's that's the underlying technology behind nfts behind cryptocurrencies behind these different projects is the basically fundamental technological shift of being able to create a blockchain code that anywhere in the world, like I myself being, you know, living in a two bedroom apartment right now, not for long though, we'll, you know, once I, <laughs> the next bull run comes, I can run a Bitcoin node. I can contribute to the Bitcoin ledger and other cryptocurrencies as well. I can help decentralize that through one of my, computers and it doesn't even take advanced software either so that is sort of the blockchain is what i'm what i hope people if you take away anything from you know why should i get involved in crypto or whatever blah blah, blah it's just start learning about what a blockchain is and how it's different you know when i connect to my computer right now i connect to a server room somewhere that's owned by google or yeah. whoever and it's very centralized they could pull the plug on that server tomorrow if they wanted to. And you'd be like, oh, well, I can't connect to that server anymore. They shut it off. Or if there's information you wanted to access, they could censor that information. They could take mm -hmm. it out of their servers to where there's a, let's say there was a book that was written that they don't want you to read. They take it off their servers. It's gone. You only have access to what they allow you to have access to through a server. The blockchain is I connect to a computer which connects to thousands, sometimes millions of other computers that all connect to each other and all talk to each other. And they all say, okay, yeah, that transaction's good. Okay, yeah, that's good. And they basically tell each other, you know, 
good transaction, let it go through. Yeah. And so when you have when you have thousands to millions of individual computers run by normal people, you take away that centralized point of failure and you take away that ability for a person who's really wealthy, a company to control the information that you're allowed to have access to. Mm-hmm. That's that's like for me, that's what I wish I could just ingrain in people's minds is you want to live in a future where you only learn what Google tells you to learn. You only read the books that Google wants you to read. You only learn the histories that Google thinks you should learn and they could erase the history of something they don't like, erase the opinion of someone they don't like. That is that is what they have control over right now. But the blockchain takes that power away from them. It gives it back to the people to where things can be put on blockchain and they can never be taken off Mm -hmm. because you would need thousands to millions of people to all agree to do that. And people won't do that because that, that takes a lot more centralization to do that in the first place. And for the most part, the masses are going to be like, we want freedom. We're we're not going to surrender our freedoms that easily. So that is the power of the blockchain. That is why I want to become a blockchain developer because I want to contribute to this technology. And I think that I can make probably buku bucks right now because it's so yeah. new. And like you said, it's 30 years. I mean, whoever knows how long the curve of that many years, but we're all going to be u- using. So if you're mm-hmm. out there and you're looking for a new career right now, highly recommend you start looking into crypto, into blockchains, because those careers are taking off right now. There's so, there are so yeah. many companies and blockchains that need developers. And I'm like, shoot, I'm hedging my bets to where the world is going technological wise. And I'm going to make myself valuable with those skills that we're all going to be using here pretty soon. So if you're working at a newspaper, you might want to start thinking about switching careers uh, (laughs) because I don't know if that's going to get you too far. But Seth, thank you for coming on Mm -hmm. the show today. I'm glad we got to talk about your project. Again, Friday is the free mint. So I'm super, super excited. Uh, to get my hands on a couple modern antiques. If you're listening, I hope you do the same. Uh, get in the Discord. I'll try to leave some links in the podcast page so you can just hop on there real easy, join the community, ask us questions, and we can help you understand this new technology and how it can really help humanity uh, thrive. So, uh, Seth, any last words to the audience there? Any any last things you want to impart upon them before we uh, call it a night here? Um, No, I'd say if you're... If you're new to the NFT space, then like definitely, well, first of all, if you're, if you're not new, if you've been here for a while, you can recognize that this isn't a scam. I, someone wouldn't put in, you know, six to eight months of their time. You can look back in my Twitter feed and just see how long I've been tweeting for about this project and um, wouldn't put in all this stuff just to do a pointless rug pull on a free mint. And, you know, worst case scenarios, say this does go south, the, I, I really don't think it will, just considering how much utility we're going we're gonna to be pumping into this thing. But if this does go south, the only thing you lose is like a buck for, or maybe like $5 for, for a gas fee. But in, I'd say the likelihood that it does go well, uh, well, okay, maybe not the likelihood, but I'd say there's a pretty good chance that this project is going to take off um, in some way, form. 
for basically putting in like you know pennies to a, a couple bucks to have this opportunity to get in on this project early so whether you're new or you've been here for a while the people who've been here for a while can recognize like yeah this person gains nothing out of doing this if this is just a rug pull and if you're new just don't take my word for it don't take don't take tim's word for it don't take anyone's word for it who's already in the project just you know you could ask any anyone about this say yeah they wouldn't gain anything out of this if they just did a rug pull immediately so yeah, yeah. a rug pull is also if we didn't touch on that it's where someone just waits until you buy everything and then runs away with your money so yeah absolutely absolutely i vouch for you as well seth listeners i vouch for this guy get involved with this project again this is if this kid's 16 years old and is already this smart and already this advanced i mean just think about i mean you're so you're so young right now you know what i mean like 10 years from now when you're even smarter when you're even more understanding of the space like dude like that's you're you're a budding star in this space so i'm pretty excited about it Guys, as always, thank you for joining me on Next Level Health and Kryptonite. Um, again, I'll leave those socials and links in the description. Guys, as always, you know, continue to eat real. That's what I always preach on this channel. Eat real foods. Make sure to buy some Bitcoin. Maybe I'll have to add that in as a tagline at the end. And I will see you guys on the next podcast.